Hey, podcast listeners. Once again, it's your girl here today to talk more about the scriptures and the Bible and the story and about our great God. We have here Lady T. Hey, y'all. And Sister Glow. And Mayor Bear. All right. So today we're going to talk about Ditto Zachariah. It's going to come from Luke 1, verse 5 through 25, and verses 57 through 80. But before we start, we're going to go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord. We thank you for your covering upon us, Lord God. We thank you, God, for never leaving us nor forsaking us, Lord. We know. God, that you love us unconditionally and you have that agape love for us. And we thank you, Lord, for always caring us, Lord God, and always blessing us with what we need and not so much what we want, God. So, Father God, today, as we talk about your word, we ask, God, that you will pour out to the listeners and to us as well, Lord, what is needed to be heard and not so much what we want to be heard. So, Father, we ask that you have your way during this podcast and that you dwell in the midst of us, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, I'm going to summarize the good old story of Zacharias. Zacharias, he's a priest, and he had a wife whose name was Elizabeth, and they were very good people, righteous before the Lord. And they did everything they were supposed to do. And they were pretty much blameless. Sadly, they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they were advanced in their years. They were very well seasoned. So with Zacharias serving, he would burn incense for his specific priesthood to pay homage to God. And he was going into the temple to go pray as he was doing so an angel of the lord appeared to him and he became quite afraid but the angel was like hey don't be afraid the lord has heard your prayer and guess what your wife is going to have a child and you're going to call him because it's going to be a son john he's going to be great he shouldn't drink any wine or strong drink and he's going to be filled with the holy spirit even while he is in utero and pretty much all of the children of israel are going to be like go john go john just be happy and so forth and be prepared for the lord so zacharias was kind of like hmm i'm old so is my wife how do i know this is really going to happen but the angel was like look here i'm gabriel I come from the Lord, and I bring you glad tidings, and I speak of you with this stuff. But since you don't want to believe me, you're going to be a mute, and you're not going to be able to speak at all until all of these things have taken place. Since you didn't believe what I had told you, and you were just going to have to, you know, wait till they're fulfilled for you to be able to speak. So, 
the people who were around the temple, they knew something had popped off and they figured Zacharias had saw something because he was in the temple for quite some time. So they were waiting on him to see what was going on. But when they realized that he couldn't speak, they figured maybe he had like some kind of a vision or something of that. So they took it for what it was and went on upon themselves. Sure enough, Elizabeth conceived. She was a child. And she was just like, oh, the Lord, he remembered me and I'm so happy. So she's hiding herself so that no one will know. And so then she went ahead and she birthed their son. And their son was John. And so when it came on the eighth day, he's to be circumcised. And Elizabeth said, okay, so his name is going to be John. The people around him were like, um, nobody in your family is named John, so that's not right. And they're like, let's go ask Zacharias what the son is, because he still was mute. So Zacharias, they gave him a tablet, and he wrote down that his name is John. And as soon as he did that, his mouth was open, his tongue was loose, and he spoke and he began praising the Lord. And so then everyone was kind of fear came up upon all of them and they were just like, oh my gosh, this is happening. You know, and they knew that the Lord had their hand in all of this and so forth. So then she was definitely filled with the Lord, Zacharias that is. And he pretty much uh, prophesied that blessed is the Lord of of God and of Israel and he you know visited and redeemed his people and that basically he's going to be here to save us and love us and so forth and so forth and those who hate us they're going to deliver us from them and he had the um, covenant with Abel with their father Abraham and he's you know been there he's helped us get away from our enemies so he goes on to basically say all of the wonderfulness that he's going to do for them due you know to the remission of their sins and his mercy and so forth and so forth and then pretty much little mr john he grows up he becomes very strong in spirit until the day of his manifestation to israel so that's the semi-short version of this ladies what do you think uh that's a pretty good version i want to talk first i think it was a good story it's an interesting story for real it's probably the first and only time they had a man be silent in the Bible, which I think is hilarious. But I do want to kind of take it back a step because I think that a lot of times you understand books when you understand the author. And so I want to talk about the author of this story. The author was Uncle Luke, Mr. Luca Luke. And he was a pretty cool dude who wrote all these gospels because he was a doctor and he wrote his book to someone named Theophilus who I don't know who Theophilus was but Theophilus was probably some kind of intellectual because it seems like in Luke's stories he is very scientific and he he talks about like the miracles that Jesus did so he tries to show that what God and what was done in these stories is not cannot be scientifically proven. So he does like a detailed story about Elizabeth and about Mary 
because he wants to show like okay there is no scientific way that this old like we don't know how old Zachariah and and Elizabeth were we don't know their their exact age but I'm gonna guess they were probably like in their 50s so this old barren lady and this young virgin like he wanted to show that there was no way that these pregnancies could happen unless it was by God and so he does like a very detailed telling about what's going on here, what happened, how there was no way possible that this could have happened to these women, and yet it still happened because he just wanted to prove to his friend, Mr. Theophilus, that God is above science. And I just think that that was interesting to kind of understand what's going on in the story and why Luke was so detailed because I really think that this gospel is the only one who details Elizabeth and Zachariah. None of the other ones talk about it, and I think that's why. He's just trying to make a point. I did enjoy Mary and Elizabeth meeting up, which we didn't we didn't summarize here because it was in between the verses. But for the listeners, they the Virgin Mary and uh, Elizabeth met up and were hanging out. It was sweet because when Mary spoke, Elizabeth's baby, little Mister John, he leapt for joy in her womb. So it says that she was kind person and she's good and so forth and so forth which is really really sweet because even in utero kids will do things <laughs> yes <laughs> i think all of us women who have been pregnant <laughs> no pregnancy is the weirdest natural state that there is and usually the kids leap for their their mom or maybe their dad or someone else's close so it just said like in a good way that she was coming with good vibes and I mean of course Jesus and John um as time goes on become tight tight buds so mm-hmm. it speaks volumes here. Mm-hmm. Well um I think the story was pretty short but still it made you think about certain things like you guys already had on about fertility, how old she was and how if it's meant for you, regardless of age, regardless of whatever the, you know, the world tells you that if God is going to let it happen, it's going to happen. So that was a good example with Elizabeth and Zachariah. And also with the mute part, it was interesting that they lived upright before the Lord. But with that, even with Mary and Joseph, Joseph didn't believe, but with him, God went ahead and muted him. And I found that interesting because I'm like, did he do that because he didn't want him to speak negative against it Mm. to Elizabeth or put a doubt in her head? It's just, it was interesting that it was like, because, well, I'm telling you, but because you don't believe I'm a hush you till it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. And then I was wondering how Miss Elizabeth knew that the baby's name was going to be John. Yeah, because her husband didn't tell her the baby. Exactly. I was like, wow, maybe God was also preparing her and speaking to her because women, to me, we have such a open soft heart that we easily receive things and i don't know the the difference between that why god muted him and 
hid Elizabeth, maybe he would have revealed or said something to someone. And that's why he was muted, because God wanted it to be, for her to be hidden till it was time. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really good point. And I think, too, even though they were upright and blameless, we're all human. We're not perfect. And mm-hmm. she probably, because of something that she really, true, and not to say that Zacharias didn't want to have a child, but I think he just kind of made peace with it. And I mean, she probably did in a sense too. But the fact that it's it's just different for 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 ladies, and I I can only speak on that. But like for any of us who want to have a child, and all of a sudden you're able to have a child, even if it's the circumstance isn't in the best of circumstances, you're excited. So I think if the angel had come to her she probably would have took it differently like oh for real oh my gosh she you know she would have got excited and you know maybe knit some booties i don't know versus zacharias he like uh no like no for real i think i want to uh piggyback on what lady t said about the muting because he might have been negative and i think that what you said is really beautiful because sometimes God will promise us stuff or reveal things to us, but our negativity or our doubt or lack of faith might get in the way of it. Or Mm -hmm. we might have a dream or something that God is telling us to do. And we tell our dreams to others and they'd be like, and they say negative Mm -hmm. things. Oh, that'll never happen. That'll never come true. And for some people, it might actually be an obstacle you know, you keep on hearing all this negative stuff. It might be an obstacle to you getting what God has promised you to get. Even for instance, like me becoming a doctor, when I first thought it, I had people tell me, oh, you can't be a doctor. You can't be a doctor and a mom. Do you know how hard medical school is? How are you going to pay for that? All this kind of stuff like that that was negative. And had I been fragile and listened to that stuff, I might not be where I am today. So maybe God even muted Zachariah because he didn't want Elizabeth to be discouraged. And I do think that it is really interesting that Elizabeth was in hiding for or secluded for five months because, of course, they didn't know back then. But now we know that five months Uh is the age of when the baby can survive on its own. You know what I'm saying? Uh uh Um, And I think that he I think that God was trying to basically seclude Elizabeth from any negatives. And any negativity until they mature mm-hmm. enough, right, to be able to survive. Because Elizabeth might have been fragile too. You know, back in that time, being infertile was really shameful. I mean, women got divorced and kicked out the house if they were infertile. And half the time it wasn't even their fault. Half the time it was the husband, but they didn't have semen analysis back then to tell that it was <laughs> the woman or the man. So they always blame it on the woman and kick them out the house. But back then it was like really shameful. I mean, men would kick their women keep kick their wives out of the house. They will marry other women and have children with them. They would do so so much stuff to women who were considered infertile. So Elizabeth, I think it even says it in the passageway, she did feel shame, you know, and she, when she was alone praying in her seclusion, she was even like, thank you for, I don't have to be shamed anymore. And so I think that she was probably very fragile. She might have kind of, you know, 
if someone had spoken negative negatively to her or if she went out in public and someone saw her big belly and they were like oh well it's probably gonna die anyway you know that might have kept her spirit down so i think that sometimes when god gives us our dream or our promises we kind of have to protect it and keep it away from people who try to take it away from us or speak negative for it. Yeah, good point. I think it was interesting that Zachariah didn't leave his wife or, or get another woman. I think that speaks huge to his character. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why God chose that couple to bring John the Baptist into this world was because Zachariah, actually, he was a good man. You know, he, despite the traditions of, how most men would leave their wives or take on other wives. He stuck with Elizabeth despite this whole infertility thing. He was a priest. He was still going to church and praying and all that stuff like that. But I think that when he doubted the angel, when the angel came and said, hey, you're going to have a child, and he doubted them, I think that was kind of like a, a step back, a little bit of a backslide in there and kind of represent backsliding because here he is, this man mm-hmm. who's like walking, and, you know, I think we sometimes have a tendency to do this, too. We go through the motions. We give up on our dreams. And we just still serving God. And we're just like, we forgot all about the dream we once had. And sometimes we have a tendency to stop having faith about something that hasn't come true yet. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that he might have been in that point where he just stopped having faith, stopped having hope. So he was still, like, going through the motions and doing everything that he needed to do and being a priest. and believe in but he just didn't believe that his dream of having a child was going to come true he kind of gave up on that hope yeah mm-hmm. i also think it's really good to see because i think they followed all of the ordinances and everything of the time so they pretty much quote unquote were you know perfect people but the wonderful thing about the story as well as the bible in general just shows you that like no one's perfect we all fall short of something and that we're all human in the sense of there might be some doubt, there might be some fear. It is completely and 100% understood. And even when the angel Gabriel came, he let Zacharias know, like, don't be afraid. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to have these different emotions. It's just the point of you have to learn to instead of react, respond appropriately. Because your reaction is normal. It's knee-jerk. It's, it's, it's nothing you can do about it. But how you respond is the true way to handle a lot of this. And it shows you that you know, we all go through it. And, you know, as you guys were talking, I was thinking about, because I, 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 when I read it, I was really thinking about the difference between you, between Mary and Joseph and then Zachariah mm-hmm. and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And it could be because Mary and Joseph were not married. So I guess the expectation of believing that God is going to fulfill that prophecy to me was far-fetched. Maybe that's why there was a little bit more grace towards Joseph and Mary yeah. because they were not, they they didn't know each other like that whereas with Zachariah and Elizabeth when you're married and you know that's something that you should if you you both wanted it and prayed about it it's a union so you have to have that faith and know that God is going to fulfill it especially in a marriage 
because you're one. So there should be no doubt because you're one. Right. You get it? Mm. So I think that's, that's the difference. Like that, that just kind of hit me while I was listening to you guys. Yeah. Mm. And you know, you know, also to piggyback even further, it really makes sense and it's understandable about him becoming because they both were praying for this and this mm-hmm. is what they wanted on one accord that much even mm-hmm. more. So the fact that y'all both have been praying for this and here you come. You have a doubt. No? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, I mean, he lucky he might not made his hair fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I, I I like the way you contrast the Elizabeth and Zachariah with Joseph and Mary because even if you just look at Zachariah and Mary and the way they reacted to it, mm-hmm. both are really unbelievable, right? So right. you know, to be to have been barren for all these years, it might have been like twenty years or so or more. And then say, oh, you're going to have a baby. And then also to be a virgin. And then someone mm-hmm. tells you you're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Those were very unbelievable. But the way that they reacted were very different. So, mm-hmm. you know, Zachariah was like, oh, yeah, right. I'm, uh, I, mm. Yeah, we're old. How is that going to happen? They, mm-hmm. they actually both said, how is that going to happen? Because Mary was even like, you know, how is it? How is this going to happen? Mm. I'm a virgin. But I think the difference is Mary was just like, well, if you say so, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, wait, I gotta tell him. <laughs> and Zachariah was like, uh, we old. Oh, what are you talking about? So you know, so it's like, right? You- like I don't have faith in that no more. Right. It was like, where did where did your heart believe? You know, they both said the same thing. Like, how is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. But Zachariah said, how is that going to happen? Because he didn't think that was going to happen. And Mary was probably just like, mm-hmm. like, how's this gonna happen? But okay, I'll stop it. What else you say? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know? So she was very much more mm-hmm. accepting of mm-hmm. the prophecy. And then you gotta also remember too, sometimes when you're older, you're setting your ways, setting mm-hmm. your thought process, so you're not as open mm-hmm. versus Mary's younger. So she doesn't know everything and she knows she doesn't. And she's more open to receiving information versus, again, you, you've been through some things, you're seasoned, as I like to say. So you've seen some stuff, you got some, you know, marination going on in your life and you're like, oh yeah, nah, that's not going to work versus you're young and you're, you're, you're new to everything and naive too, but more than anything, you're open because you just don't know. So you're more, I think when in that case, Mary was probably more apt to believe because she was just like, yeah, well, okay, yeah. Versus that <laughs> right was like, so, no. <laughs> and this is like, you know, God was like, wait a minute, I've already, you know, I've aligned everything. Everything's going to happen the way that it's expected because as we know, you know, John the Baptist was Zachariah and Elizabeth's child was the one that baptized Jesus. Yep. So it was like, uh, yeah, it's already going to be done. So since you have a little doubt, let me just go ahead and mute you. <laughs> Hush you up for a minute. Because <laughs> it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes we do have to be quiet. You know, sometimes, mm. like I said, we can speak negativity or we can lose hope. And sometimes we just got to be quiet and let God do what he do. Um, right. 
yeah, instead of just talking like, oh, God, there's oh, God, that. Sometimes we just mm-hmm. need to be quiet and let God be God, you know? Right. And when he came out of, um, what was the temple? Like, we don't really know the, his character. He could have just be like, yeah, I saw an angel and they told me that we're going to be pregnant. Like, he could have just said it because they were literally looking at him like, what happened? What happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so he probably was such an honest person that he probably just would have said something. And that would have also spewed a lot of negativity and a lot of doubt from people. Who knows? And yeah. it could have been dangerous, too, because mm-hmm. back then, King Herod was in charge. Oh, Lord. And that he was... Yeah, he... <laughs> he, mm. he ended up ordering, like, all the... I think all the children under the age... Yep, under age yep, to be killed. Yep. Mm-hmm. To be murdered because he knew that the Messiah was coming. He's coming, yep, and there was a boy. Right, boy. and he didn't want someone to take over his power. So it could have been like God could have been protecting Elizabeth and mm-hmm. um and Zachariah by muting Zachariah and secluding Elizabeth so that right. you know King Herod wouldn't come. Oh, I I heard from so and so that you had a vision and they said you mm-hmm. were going to have a son that was bringing the joy to the world and um yeah that might be the Messiah. Let me go ahead and kill that baby now. You know? Well, and it's like they were in their 60s, like they were in the 60s and 70s, because I think advanced age in the Bible was like 60, 70. Mm-hmm. Like once Ken, Ken Herod would have heard that, he'd be like, wait a minute, that got to be the Messiah, because that's not normal. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's not natural. Like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very much so. So it might have been a protection thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was something interesting where you were talking about the naiveness. It kind of reminded me of the quote that a child will lead them and mm-hmm. having to be open and innocent and pretty much blindingly follow God and what he has to say in order to get to the kingdom of heaven, in order to get to where God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that reminds me of, you know, Mary and how willing she was to be like, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> We yep. kind of just got to be like that with God. We just got to be like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like it sounds crazy, but hey, you got, you got this. All right, what, what you need me to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So another thing I thought was interesting was that the angel Gabriel told Zachariah that the baby shouldn't have any alcohol, that it would be blessed in the womb. It reminded me of Samson and Samuel, where they were promised to be Nazarite since birth, and God was with them in the womb, and all that kind of stuff like that. It it reminds me of that, you know what I'm saying, that holiness, that he was holy from the get-go, get-go. Yeah, we all know alcohol impairs your mental state. So he has to have that clarity. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's good. I like that. I didn't think about it like that, but very good. Clarity for your entire life. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did big things, you know. Right. And then it was also predicted, Gabriel told 
Zachariah that John will be responsible for the joy of his parents, not only the joy of his parents, but for the joy of many. What do you guys think about that? I mean, he baptized a lot of people in the name of Jesus, to me. You know, that's part of you professing your belief in Christ. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the one thing when you do find God, it becomes this wonderful unwavering, unexplicable mm-hmm. peace and joy that washes over you in a certain sense. I mean, even when things are rough, if you sit and get in your place in your space, you can find that. And it's there. And that's that's nothing but God. There's so, so it's not fleeting. It's there. It's just it's it's hard to explain, but I'm sure you all know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he helped for that to come because of the fact that they profess their love about God and Jesus. Then he just helped to bring that even further by filling it with that whole special situation. Yeah, he led people to God, basically. Happiness is based off circumstances, things that happen. is basically, like you said, uh, Mayor Bear, fleeting. But joy is something that is internal and no one can mm-hmm. take it away because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not geared by circumstances and things that's surrounding. So to me, when they say he brought a lot of joy, God is joy. Like when you have him, no one can take him away from you. So to me, that 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 represented the joy that he brought, which is like you guys said, you know. Um, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. So, yeah. Right. And he also told people to confess their sins. Like, that was part of part of his ministry was to mm-hmm. tell people to confess their sins. And I feel like when you do that, when you confess, when you confess, you know, all the wrong that you've done to God, it's like a, a big guilt is lifted. You know, that shame mm-hmm. and that guilt that you carry with you when you've done something wrong. It gets lifted when you confess and when you basically change and give your life over to God. And I think that was part of the joy, too. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, I think it was you, uh, Lady T, that he actually baptized Jesus. And that that pretty much is like the basis for why we continue to baptize now is because mm-hmm. Jesus set the example. So even yeah. now, John, what John did way back then, <laughs> two thousand some years ago, we're still doing it now. So we're still getting joy off of John's example, even now to this day. Right. Amen. All right, here's a deep one. You know how I get deep with my questions sometimes. All right, I'm exiting. See y'all. And <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like two seconds. All right. So Elijah, it it was predicted that Elijah will come back before the Messiah comes. So do you guys think that John the Baptist was Elijah in the spirit, Elijah reincarnated, guided by Elijah? Like, what do you guys think or influenced by Elijah's angel? Like, what do you guys think about that? I have no idea. That's what I'm asking. I have no idea either, and I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm unsure as well. Although I will say it it could have been possible because sometimes you know the Lord 
uses people as mm-hmm. conduits. So, I mean, you know, he might have been sitting up there with God and God was like, he's going to be a great person. Sprinkle a little something on him. Okay. And there you have it. I don't know. Sprinkle a little bit of Elijah's spirit up in there. Yeah. Well, he's telling Elijah to sprinkle some goodness of him, you know, through him. Mm-hmm. Right. God is like, yeah, you, you great. Sprinkle something on the boy. It's like, okay. And they just over there like, yay. I don't know. I'm, I'm just making that up as I go. Cause that could be what occurred. It's possible. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't even think John the Baptist was sure <laughs> when he was, when he was on the earth. But, um, a lot of people say that they theorize all kinds of stuff that he was Elijah reincarnated, that he was influenced by Elijah. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty, there's some kind of link between John the Baptist and Elijah. I just am not sure exactly if I can explain what that is. From what I, I remember, because I haven't read this in a while, it's, um, I thought it was saying that like Elijah will return before the end time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So that's another thing. Yeah. It was like I know the, the second movie. rapture, like I mean, the right. second coming of Elijah is during the rapture. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, or Elijah could, or maybe John wasn't John the Baptist wasn't Elijah, and mm-hmm. they were talking about Elijah coming when Jesus had the whole transfiguration and saw Elijah in Correct. That could have been it too, or. Malachi the prophet could have been talking about, like you said, Lady Sue, that Elijah was going to return before the Messiah comes a second time. So that would be at the end times, like you mm-hmm. said. So yeah. I don't know, but it's just interesting. <laughs> I've heard it preached that John the Baptist was like Elijah reincarnated and all kinds of other different things. And I just wasn't sure, but that's one of those mysteries we, uh, might not figure out until, you know, we go on to the next level up in heaven, so. That's right. True, true. Well, final thoughts? Um, I have two things. I just want to, um, for one, give the MVP award to Gabriel on how he read Zachariah <laughs> and basically said, uh, sir, <laughs> I am of the Lord. And um, since you are a non-believer <laughs> of this, I'm going to silence you. So I thought that was uh, hilarious in itself. And then my final thought is uh, sometimes being silent is great. Or I guess it's just the saying goes, silence is golden. Mm-hmm. If he says it, believe it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Mr. <laughs> Glow, you got some final thoughts? Uh, I was sitting here trying to think of something smart to say. And I have nothing. <laughs> Um, I would go with the whole, you know, being young at heart and following God like an innocent child would is a good thing. So I would say that. Okay. <laughs> and then after that, I'm going to pray out. So Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for today's podcast, Lord. We pray that some of our listeners, all of our listeners, get something from this message Lord that they can take it with them on their journey of life that they can use it toward whatever mm-hmm. obstacles that they face whether it be infertility whether it be an obstacle that seems too great 
whether it be a dream deferred or hope that's been lost, Lord, we pray that this story inspires them to keep an open mind, an open heart, open hope, and of course, big time faith in you and your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.